0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Purple Theory Podcast. My name is Grant McGalliard. I have alongside with me my co-host, my friend Parker Fleming. Parker, I don't know if you've heard, the TCU Horn Frogs are now 9-0 and on the season.
1: Many people are saying uh, that TCU is 9-0. and Grant, I looked this up last night and had to... Uh, here's a little stat deep dive. I don't do these often. But mm-hmm. um, in terms of teams that have been... At least nine and oh in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. You have this year's TCU team, you have last year's uh Oklahoma team, which is ironically the only time that Oklahoma has done it since the new Big 12 formed in yeah. uh, the the early part of this decade. Um, and then you have Oklahoma State 2015, Baylor 2013, Kansas State 2012. Five Big 12 teams have started nine and oh. Since the inception of the modern conference and the TCU Horned Frogs under Sonny Dykes are uh, one of them. Grant, Sonny Dykes has never lost a game as the head coach of TCU. He's never lost a game in Amon Carter Stadium.
0: When you and I sat down before the season, and we were like, OK, let's do our TCU season preview. And I think we both netted out somewhere around six and six, seven and five, something like that. And then we said, OK, let's throw all objectivity out the window. Let's be as biased as we can how good can TCU be this year and in our wildest dreams we got to 9 and 3
1: Both i thought thoughts. 9 and 3 was the absolute ceiling and who knows it could still be the ceiling that would be extremely disappointing given what we've seen so far of this but um it, it could still be the ceiling and and that would still be fine it would still be excellent i think 8 and 4 was was the kind of the expectation of excellence for me going in but i mean I, it, exactly in our wildest dreams I couldn't I couldn't be a homer and draw up better than nine yeah. wins and TCU's looking at an opportunity to uh, to do something much more than that. It's
0: absolutely amazing. TCU beats Texas Tech 34-24 on Saturday. A uh, game both closer than the score indicates and not as close as the score indicates cuz Techs touchdown uh, to make it 34-24 was kind of in garbage time. A very weird game. I have a conspiracy theory about it. Do you want me to go into this now or wait until we do some first order stats?
1: No, let's do let's do the um let's do the conspiracy theory and talk about the vibes and then we'll do first order and then we'll okay. talk about why the first half was worse than it looked.
0: Okay. I think TCU was not giving it its all on offense. I think it was sort of a Kansas State sandbagging against Tulane to prepare for Oklahoma scenario. Um, but Tulane is a better team than Texas Tech, and Kansas State is a slightly worse team than TCU. So Kansas State lost that game. I think TCU is keeping everything on film. Excuse me, everything off of film that it can for Texas. Quentin Johnson in the game certainly didn't help because they definitely would have ran some deep routes to him. Just say, "Hey, Max, throw it. See if DJ can catch it." But TCU didn't run motion. It felt like until the fourth quarter at all. I think TCU was not giving, was not showing its hand uh, in advance of the Texas game.
1: Okay, which is funny because Jamie and I were texting about the West Virginia game being the same thing for Texas Tech. And so you kind of have to start spreading this a little bit, but it's like, hey, why would you do more against inferior opponents than you need to do? Um, I, I will say can the, the, the one reason that I'm very interested in that, um, wideouts had receptions, halfbacks had two receptions. Um, or targets in this game, tight ends mm-hmm. had no receptions, Grant. Yes. yes. With or thou, tight ends uh, for TCU, if if they were saying, hey, we don't have our best receiver and we're going to do everything we can to like maximize this offense, you would think that the tight ends would be a little bit more involved, um, although they certainly were playing uh, some guys in to, to help with protection with this defensive line of Texas Tech that was so good. Shout out to our friend Carter Ware who was on the field mm-hmm. multiple times this game uh in a blocking role there. So um I I, I don't know if I fully buy it, but I think it's not it's non-negligible in the decision making of uh of the coaches this this past week.
0: Well here's the thing too if you're going to get into a game and Kyrie Wilson is completely dominating you, um and sure you want to keep a tight end close to help block against him, TC only ran three screenplays. Uh, excuse me, two screen plays against Texas Tech. And I'm not the biggest fan of the screen, but in the Garrett Riley offense, spreading the ball out to the wings is sort of uh, essential. I, I don't know. It, it seemed like TCU didn't de- didn't deploy their full offensive playbook. And maybe that's just the first time I've really had criticism of Garrett Riley. And maybe they're not holding anything back, and he just didn't have it today. Or excuse me, on Saturday. But I don't know. It, it, it's, it seemed too weird to not have a – ultimate explanation
1: yeah you know sometimes grant you want an answer and sometimes you want life to make uh to make sense and uh sometimes you just don't get it i'm trying to think of what movie was the uh where he does the monologue at the end about you're not dessert you're you're you, you don't just uh you're you're not guaranteed a satisfying conclusion um
0: that's fair i mean occam's razor is hey, simplest explanation garrett just didn't have it and tc had to scrape something out but
1: i don't know yeah Let's do because I do want to talk about the offense. And before we just ignore saying these things out loud, let me just run through some of these really quickly. So TC 34, Texas Tech 24, that's really 30, uh, excuse me, really 27, 24 because TCU had a punt return touchdown, which was their only touchdown until the absolute uh, until the fourth quarter. Um, Grant will talk about referee gate and uh and how the Big 12 referees are are, are benefiting TCU uh mm-hmm. and the incentives and the logic behind why that makes sense that the referees would would benefit TCU. Um Texas Tech negative 0.08 EPA per play. TCU negative 0.03. Very, very obviously TCU's worst offensive game. Quentin Johnson goes out very early. Um, doesn't doesn't go great. TCU was still pretty successful. Despite that, they're, they're at about 42% success rate compared to Texas Tech's 37% success rate. So TCU is still moving the ball decently enough, and it got helped at the end by some really explosive plays. Uh, 5.91 yards per play for TCU, 5.17 for Texas Tech. And the run pass splits, negative 0.36 EPA per play for Texas Tech. So that's more than a negative. It's When Texas Tech passed the ball, they generated negative a third of a point in value. TCU <laughs> had a terrible game, 0.01, still positive value overall. Texas Tech's EPA per rush, 0.19. Shout out to the Baron Morton sprint option. Uh, Baron Morton sprint option. And TCU negative 0.05 EPA per rush. So, uh, not a great day for the passing game, but also not a great day for the rushing game for TCU. Which is surprising because I thought
0: Kendra had an outstanding game on the ground. Um, I, I mean, I guess if you break it down scenario, you know, by scenario, that's not how it turned out, but I thought Kendra was, was fantastic. Just scraping every yard he could breaking big runs when you needed to. I, I don't, I'm not certainly not arguing with your numbers and we'll get to Kendra in a minute. Um, I don't think that's reflective of how his performance was uh, in this game.
1: Totally fair. Totally fair. Um, and I think that he is yet again, the rock upon which TCU relies to, to get out of yeah. bad situations. Um, Let's segue there though. I really didn't like his usage here. I really didn't okay. like how much TCU got into this kind of self fulfilling circular reasoning um kind of a situation. They said, hey, we're really worried about Tyree Wilson, who's a really good defensive lineman, and, and all of Texas Tech's defensive line is good. We're really worried about these guys. So when they so so what we don't want to do is go to drop back situations where they're going to know that we're going to pass the ball because that's going to give us these obvious passing situations and we're going to get beat up front. So they ran the ball a lot early, which just mm-hmm. led to TCU being like third down and 10 almost every time. I mean, they're, I think their average third down was over nine going into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And, and, and you're like, well, that's exactly the situation you didn't want to get into because of Tyree Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, Texas Tech's defensive game plan was basically like, hey, we're going to play man, knowing that Quentin Johnston's out, and then we're just going to ruin your life up front. And TCU really struggled to deal with it.
0: Yeah, if you look at that first series um, when TCU had the ball, Tech was in almost it, – it, it, I know this wasn't what they actually were in, but it looked like a 5-5-1 five, five, um, to the point where this, they had one deep safety playing super far back and then just a bunch of guys around the line of scrimmage, a bunch of guys in that second level. Um, and that was TCU's most successful offensive drive in the first half. They turned the ball over on downs, uh, fourth and one at the 18. But it was a it was a good drive. And then Tech kind of figured out, hey, QJ's out. TCU doesn't really have much to do, and TCU didn't adjust until the fourth quarter started. Um, some of that's probably scripted drives. TCU was able to use script on the second on their first drive of the game, but already up 7-0 because Darius Davis ran that punt back, but. Still, it was it was an interesting defensive shift for Tech because they didn't really show that look the rest of the game.
1: Yeah, well, I I mean, I also think that they definitely adjusted and definitely moved around. But I also think that TCU just really turtled up in the red zone, which, you yes. how exciting they've been in the red zone, Grant? Maybe I'm talking myself into your conspiracy theory here a little bit. But they had, in the first half, they had first and 10 at the Texas Tech, 27, no points. They had 1st and 10 at the Texas Tech, 28, 3 points. 1st yep. and 10 at the Texas Tech, 12, 3 points. 2nd uh, half, they had 1st and 10 at the Texas Tech, 18, 0 points. 1st and 10 at the Texas Tech, 8, or 1st and goal at the Texas Tech, 8. They scored a touchdown, and then they scored a touchdown, scored a touchdown, and the game started unrolling, unraveling. But, um, yeah, that's, that's really not a good performance there of Down's field goal, field goal, um, on three situations where you got inside, you know, not not even just a scoring drive, not just a quality possession, you were inside the red zone. That that is not what we've seen from this TCU team this this year. No, but and and again, this leads to my conspiracy theory. Parker, they like you said, turtled up for most
0: of the game. And then in the fourth quarter, that pass to Demarcado for a touchdown was this beautiful four verts off a motion wheel route to Demarcado. It was a fantastic play. It was beautiful. Teach you can't do that. It, it just, it, I don't know. Something smells funky. I, I think they it's got It's hilarious
1: to me that Imari De Mercado caught a touchdown pass in this game. Yes, um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. What are they going to, Jared Wiley's like 6'10". I don't know how you're going to get someone to not notice him crawling around behind you so you can push them over. Like, yeah, you just hoping yeah. Texas forgets about him. Um But yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot of trouble, uh, a a lot of trouble there, um, either in how they managed it, whether it was, hey, we don't know what to do without Quentin Johnston. We know that if Max is in man and not zone, maybe he's going to be a little worse. But I did like they got Tay Barber open and found some quick completions. Again, Tay Barber continues to be the hey, when stuff hits the fan, we're going to go to this guy. And and Max feels very comfortable there. So definitely settled in and, and they improved a little bit on that front.
0: Can I ask you something? Do you think Tate Barber has the best pair of hands in the wide receiving court? I would have said Blair Conright or Blair Thompson Conright, as he's now known, uh, going into this year. But I think Tate's pretty daggone
1: secure. The uh, artist formerly known as (laughs) Blair Conright. Conright, Um, It, it, It
0: was very funny when they tried to just have Blair run the QJ routes. And Max is like, oh, I'm just throwing this pass four inches higher. Yeah, uh, I now. mean, there
1: was one like, there was one where it was like, okay, that ball was a little high, but also it was in Blair Conright's hands, and also Max yes. has gotten pretty comfortable with Quentin Johnson or Savion Williams right there, and and they're both packing a couple um, a couple of meters on Blair Conright in <laughs> right. the vertical division. Yeah, I would have liked to see Jordan Hudson, but I think again, Blair Conright, veteran, Jordan Hudson freshman, so I understand why they're getting him in involved so much. Um, I mean, Tay Barber had three. Darius Davis had three receptions. And then everyone else had one. Like it wasn't they yeah. weren't able to spread the ball around again. This looked like Grant, which is super ironic. This looked a lot like last year's Texas Yes, decade. for sure. <laughs> but well, last year Quinn he, Johnson was playing.
0: Right. Here's the deal, and and we, we can get into like offensive grades and everything, and um, just kind of some higher order stuff. This is a game that TCU would have lost last year. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. The defense adjusted enough in the second half, and the offense came to life in the fourth quarter, and Texas Tech shot itself in the foot 18 different times on fourth down. Not saying they were wrong and going for it, but they ran some really interesting uh, plays on fourth down when they needed to. And so this is a game TCU would have lost us here. They won it this year. This is the worst TCU has played, and they won by 10 and are still in.
1: Covered. Covered. Um, Great team. Covered. Okay. Okay. Can I, let's, let's be TCU fans for a second here. Um, Uh Joey McGuire is a criminal. He's a criminal. He (laughs) is an outlaw. And the way that he is handling these quarterbacks is just absolutely absurd to me. Um, He, okay. They bring in Donovan Smith. For the fourth down thing, and they're running the little wildcat, and it's like, yeah. oh, maybe he can run a pop pass, maybe he can do something. No, he literally only does a QB draw. There's, there's nothing yeah. else in the playbook even for him. It's just the, 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 pretense of perhaps that a guy who's listed at quarterback might be able to do something. That's effectively Shea Will on a little back there. They're not doing anything with him at all. It is just putting, bring him in as a big-bodied running back. And Baron Morton rushes 17 times in a loss to Oklahoma State. Right? Absolutely sacrifice the body situation. Hurts his ankle. I think that
0: was his first college start. Like, might have been the first time he played. Yeah, that was his first
1: start. Yeah. He was, yeah. So he's in a little bit on the uh, NC State game, I think, in some some ancillary uh, roles. And he played in the Murray State game, but it doesn't matter. Um, Oklahoma State, he he started, came in, was kind of gunslinger through 39. This has to be wrong.
0: No, he threw more he, than that against Oklahoma State. We looked it up. Throw it was like 60
1: 62 something. times. Okay, yes. He did great. I was trying to recall in my head. Okay, he threw the ball 62 times and he rushed 17 times. Um, he got hurt in that game. Grant, why did yeah. he get hurt in that game? Did he get hurt in that game because Oklahoma State is a bunch of dirty players who hurt quarterbacks? No, he got hurt because when you make your quarterback be involved on 80 plays a game. He's going to get hit a lot. That's what happens. Um, okay. Baron Morton comes in 45 attempts against West Virginia, eight rushes. Baylor, 34 attempts, six rushes. TCU. He had six rushes and got sacked three times b- before he got, went out and got hurt because he re his yeah. injury. Like you, you can't just take your freshman who's, you know, Hunter Cook was talking about this on the Twitter space on Thursday. Who's like, the heart and soul of West Texas, like the epitome of guy you can, you know, have in your pocket for four years, fans, fans love him, boosters love him. You can't just go out there and say, break yourself. And I hope this is going to work out long-term for me. So it's like, he, he can't figure out what to do with Shuck. Who's probably not good. He can't figure out a package for Donovan Smith that involves anything other than Donovan, close your eyes and chuck it downfield or run a fake wildcat, whatever nonsense. His only solution is, Hey, Baron Morton, just don't die. Just, just, Two steps short of dying. I want you to do everything short of that. That's criminal. That's just awful. It's criminal. And I, I, I will harp
0: on Zach Kitley, who I love, yeah. Zach Kitley, and, and he ran some great schemes. You alluded to it earlier. The amount of speed option that Baron Morton and Tyler Shuck ran in this game on crucial downs was okay. insane.
1: I get the Baron Morton, I get the idea behind it. Again, I don't think you should have done it that it. early, but. The fact that they ran it with Tyler shot right,
0: and the, and the fact that like TCU like showed like the one thing TCU somehow this year can cover is like a speed option. Like they do a good job of flooding Mark well, Perry comes most, down. Most of these guys,
1: sorry, most of these yeah, guys no, the are that, that's how Gary taught defense. Most of the guys that are on TCU's yeah. roster right now. learn to defend the triple option first day of install for the last four years. Exactly, they know how to defend and, the option. And, 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 and against
0: Kansas, Kansas tried to run it with both uh, uh, Jason Bean and, golly, I've even forgotten, um, it's not Jalen Daniels, is it LSU. Anyway, not the point. Point is, um, they defended it well in that game. And then Tech came out and tried to run basically the same damn thing and got smothered every single time. And then they kept running it. like It was like a crucial, I think, fourth, and it was like a third and eight, maybe they tried to run it. I know they tried to run it on fourth down, it didn't convert. It was just insane behavior. From Joey and Zach Haley.
1: Well, I think it's a little desperate, right? So if I'm going to be a little more charitable to them about the play calling. Like, I liked Grant. The very first play they ran from scrimmage, they did a PA boot to the tight end in the flat. And it should have been a pick. Well, it should have been a pick. Absolutely. But West Virginia did that. I almost said something that was going to sound way worse than it was. West Virginia got TCU's ass with the PA boot (laughs) last week. And they clearly watched. And they had a couple plays where it was like, oh, we saw other people doing this. Sorry, I was going to say they and, had to boot in your ass. It's the American way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, 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 but every drive was so erratic. And, you know, you saw I saw some people who, um, some Texas Tech fans online, and and I have many good friends who are Texas Tech fans online, yeah. who are kind of complaining about the play calling. And you're like, dude, I get that you don't have an identity. And I get that you're mad about, like, why are they doing X, Y, and Z? But it's like they clearly don't have the guys they want to do what they want. And so they're they're doing the grab bag. And in some ways, I was kind of like, oh, that's probably a good strategy against a defense who struggled with run fits. Like, just do a bunch of weird shit and see how that works. But also, I think that's like, do you really want to sacrifice the development and the body of, like, your future QB to maybe try and steal some... Texas Tech fans know, and Joey McGuire knows, 2022 doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. No, you're right. And, and You pointed this out on Twitter. You
0: just alluded to it, now Tech basically ran the grab bag offense, and, and it was very successful at points, which is why, and I don't mean to harp on it, I keep coming back to that speed option call where it's like, dude, you're doing a lot of weird stuff. Why do you keep coming back to the one thing that isn't working? Yeah. That's that's what confused me, but you're right. They they called it a good game. Parker, let's talk about TCU uh, now because I, I think we spent more time banging our heads against the wall talking about tech um
1: well that's like the first game all year rather than like schematically i think i understand what they're trying to do and maybe i like it but also it's not going very well so it's just right a lot going
0: right no 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 it's 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 a worthwhile conversation I, I think um let's start with max this game can be boiled down into two statistics that are related when the pocket was clean max was 10 of 12 for 152 yards, two touchdowns, uh, an 11.2 average depth of target, and an adjusted completion percentage of 83.3%. When Matt is under pressure, he was 2 of 11. For 43 yards, an average depth of target of 12.3%, and an average of 3.9 yards per attempt. Parker, that's the story of the game.
1: Grant, can I ask a follow-up question? How um, How often was he pressured? Not very, right?
0: Well, here's the deal, Parker. He was pressured. Uh, Eleven of his
1: twenty-three dropbacks. Can I do? Can we just jump to pass blocking for a second? And can I just yeah, dramatic, sure, I, Can I, I just do some dramatic it, do readings of grades for the general Please. application? <laughs> okay. Again, PFF grades are what they are, right? But they're a good. Kind of. Hey, whatever. We're just looking at this. Whatever. Uh, John Lance out, out of a hundred. Like, think about like your college final exam. John Lance okay. twenty-nine. Wes Harris, 38.6. Brandon Coleman, 43.0. Alana Lee, 52.8. Andrew Coker, 64.8. Grant. Steve Avila had 74.5. That's great. Good for Steve Avila. Sure. Andrew Coker was your next highest rated lineman by like a solid letter grade. That's bad. That's not great. It's not, it's not good.
0: I, I will, I just want to put out one thing and then we'll have a, a serious discussion. Kendra Miller was supposed to pass block on one play and straight up sprinted past whoever the defensive, uh, it, I think it was a defensive tackle to block the next, like the next level at linebacker and just whiffed as Max got duffed in the
1: background. Look, um, man, sometimes yeah, you got to make business decisions. All right? <laughs> so- I,
0: I suppose Max was sacked three times. He was hit six. He was hurried 10. That's a total of nineteen. Uh, Parker, it it, it it just Max needs to get rid of the ball quicker.
1: Yes. Okay. So there's a couple of things. One, one Texas Tech defensive line had a good game. Yes. Two, uh, this is development. We're seeing this, Grant. We have talked about this so long. So yes, I'm going to say for sure, Max is bad at this. And it's also not really his fault that he's bad at this because he's had to run for his life entire time. He has never really had an opportunity to learn. What does the pocket feel like? When should I get the ball? Now he's been, you know, one read or run for your life for three years of his college career, playing every game like that. This year, he's having to make multiple reads. He's making that one too many. He's not bailing quick enough. So it's kind of like the pendulum swinging the other way. His sack to pressure ratio is 25 in this game, 25%. It's still one of the highest in the big 12, 3.44 time to throw that is also kind of couched in the reality though, that without Quentin Johnston, you're relying on some guys to get separation who aren't excellent separation receivers. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and so basically, if you think of like Texas Tech's past defense lineup of one through five, like the best the best cornerback to the worst defensive back, and you think of TCU's roster of wide receivers one through five, just downshift TCU's by one and you can start to see like, oh, you have Texas Tech's best defender on TCU's second best receiver. Their second best yep. defender on TCU's third best receiver. And it kind of trickles down a little bit. So all of those things couched together and Texas Tech having an excellent defensive line to make this just, I mean, this felt very much like an old TCU game just in terms of the, the offensive line.
0: No, for sure. And it also felt like an old TCU game because there were like two or three throws max made where you're like, oh, holy hell. Like the um, the throw we made to Darius Davis on that touchdown was a laser Splitting yeah. a few defenders. Um, it, it, it He needs to step up in the pocket more. I, I think he dances around backwards too much. But those are little criticisms that, it, it, you know, in week 10 of a season where TC was not a no, I'm not as totally livid about them uh, as I would be in previous years. Um,
1: no, and TC did have said, three, three drops. All of them were under pressure. Yeah. All of them were max trying to force a ball. And you think that you have to think that if Quentin Johnson was on the field, Maybe those aren't all dropped. The Conrad drop was tough. He he did get
0: hit pretty hard in the back, but the ball went through his hands before he got hit. So can't really blame it on that. Um, I want to highlight Kendra real quick. Uh, And again, I I know I touched on this earlier, um, but I just want want to read the stats because I have them. 23 rushes, 152 yards, 6.6 yards per attempt, a touchdown, 4.48 yards after contact. Five rushes over 10 yards. Parker, an even split 11-11 between zone and gap and eight first downs. Kendra Miller is a doll. He's a full um, stop.
1: Excellent. Yeah, he's he's an excellent wide, uh, running back. He was uh, very evidently underrated in his recruiting. Um, and the fact that he is you know taken on the, the brunt of this rushing game and TCU's rushing efficiency hasn't really fallen off after losing zach evans who we see at ole miss is like very obviously a great running back um yeah very impressive uh the i think the, the this is as much a testament to kendra miller as it is a testament to alana lee coming over and showing up the interior offensive line as well i think that both of those things are working together to set kendra up for for just excellent um situations in the in this run game even if i didn't like his usage Parker, Joel Klatt
0: uh, on the call for this game uh, compared Kendra Miller to Brees Hall. And I know that, that really has to tickle your fancy as someone who's a huge Brees Hall guy.
1: Great. I don't want to sound egotistical, but the entirety of the universe is centered around me and everything is designed specifically to annoy me. And this is just another example of that. And you can't convince me otherwise. Um, Let's, talk the- <laughs> Let's talk about There is a little universe. bit of galaxy brain in that, though. I do. I do think it's funny with like, OK, i going to go quick segue. It's Sunday night. We don't need to spend two years here. Uh, there was a lot of tweets from like some, I'll, I'll say blue checks charitably about like the Oklahoma state, Kansas game. You're like, dude, very clearly you don't know anything about what's going on. Cause Oklahoma state was down like 12 starters or something at this point in the season. Like their roster yeah. is decimated and that's a bad, bad deal, but that's not like, Oh, Kansas is whooping Oklahoma state's ass. It's like, well oh, Kansas has uh 22 first stringers for the first time in their entire history. And Oklahoma state does <laughs> not right now. So Um, all that to say the, 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 Hey, this one big 12 running back is like this other big 12 running back is just like, Hey, I don't really know a lot about these nuances, but I'm calling this game. I'm excited and I like it. You know, I'll say this for
0: Joel. He has been in TCU's corner the whole year and he's been like a super like max fan.
1: I I, I, give him that. you ready for me to be Debbie Downer? Are you ready for me to Debbie Downer? Grant? I don't care. It doesn't matter. I don't care if if they're doing, if they're saying it's bad. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you did okay. that. You hit the secret phrase. That was on you. Take me out of this.
0: Please don't yell at me.
1: I watched these <laughs> games. I watch these games on mute, but I watched it at my
0: my parents' house, so I had to watch it with the announcers. Um, we touched on it earlier. Uh, we can talk about the receivers real quick. Darius Davis, three or four, uh, plus he had a punt return for a touchdown. Uh, Tay Barber, three or three. Gunnar Henderson, uh, one reception on two targets. No one else had one them, more than one target. That's it. That's that's fine.
1: It wasn't. Max a didn't have a good game. game.
0: He was pressured. That's yeah,
1: but he still hit almost 200 yards and he didn't throw an interception. And if we're talking about is he going to get invited to the Heisman ceremony, I think this was at least he treaded water where other, other quarterbacks did not this weekend.
0: Yeah, CJ Stroud had a crap weekend. Henry Hooker got beat by Georgia. Being the quarterback of an undefeated team is generally a good practice if you would like to get invited to the Heisman ceremony. Bo Nicks is having the time of his life. He's a dark horse anyway. We into that. Parker, let's talk about the defense real quick. Um Shad Bank snap count thirty four, if I'm reading this correctly. Holy hell.
1: Um Grant, do you have a do you have a pair of college jeans? Do yeah. You, I, I don't know do. if you're right. Okay. Yeah, no, I do so- some days they fit and you're like, oh, hell yeah, I got it. Like, that's great. I'm whatever. And yeah. some days I'm like, oh, frick, these do not fit. That's I'm kind of an indicator. Special. Yeah, that's kind of an indicator for how my life is going on kind of a, you know, week to week, month to month basis. Sure. Generally, Chad makes stack count is a lot like the college jeans. <laughs> if it's 30, you're like, oh, man, <laughs> clearly something's bad. And the big thing here with D Winters just did a stupid, stupid thing. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he went, I mean, the thing about the winners is like he went with his forearms too. And you're like, dude, just, just pull up. Like you don't even have to do that. And he got tossed and he's going to be out for the first half. And that's, that's going to be a bad deal. But so Shad Banks got a lot of snaps because TCU's number one linebacker went out on a stupid targeting call. It's not good. Um, 34 also, I think the
0: waistline of my old college jeans, which, uh, anyway, um, that's not a or there, uh, Josh, I'm gonna give a shout out to Josh Newton, who I think we might have maligned at some point in this podcast. Was targeted five times, gave up one reception. Um, um, that's that's good coverage.
1: I like this good cop bad cop repertoire we have because we we haven't really texted and dissected some of these. Um, he wasn't playing against as good of wide receivers this week. He no, I know,
0: past. but 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 come on.
1: But like he was to vacation he had a couple he had a he had an open field tackle that probably stopped momentum like if you want to believe in momentum. Yeah. He had an open field tackle where it was like man if he missed that TC was going to be sweating a little bit. So, shout out to him. I, I absolutely think he's a he's a very fine player and he Grant. I don't think we said his name once on our preview this um season. He came out of nowhere. Yes. This absolutely. Summer, I mean, and yeah, I don't think we talked yeah.
0: about it. Yeah. Kind of same with Namdi uh Obiazor as well. Like I was not in our in our purview. Um and has really turned out to be a, a, a darn good safety um coming in for more of a pass coverage look, whereas Josh Foster, Mark Perry, those guys are, are more around support. Um Trying to Think what else? Uh, THT had a pick on the softest thrown ball of all time. Pretty sure they got tipped, but according to PFF, targeted eight, gave up one reception. That's also good, but he also got totally freaking sunned on the catch that he gave up. Uh, turns out being five nine charitably is not a, a, a recipe for success.
1: Did was was it Obi who didn't come down with the who had the pass breakup but didn't come down with the pick in the first
0: like the first, first drive? Yeah,
1: I think so I
0: can't.
1: yeah i can um can we okay i want to talk about the defensive linemen specifically but sure. man, we have to have a conversation we have to start a discourse um johnny hodges is chaotic evil he's gone to, he's gone from captain america to chaotic evil i love him i love his aesthetic at any given time, on any given play, he can do literally anything. It doesn't matter the down, the distance, the situation, the play call. He will be somewhere doing something, and no one—maybe not even Johnny Hodges—knows what <laughs> it is.
0: He led the team in tackles, and also I think had a god awful
1: game. He
0: also missed thirty <laughs> percent of tackle attempts. So
1: yeah, not, um, not great. <laughs> three targets, three receptions. <laughs> <laughs> um, that first that okay, that first Texas Tech game, this this one irked me a little bit. I let I let some Twitter people get to me, but I didn't tweet at it them. It's fine. It was just like, oh, Gillespie can't show up in the first half. And you're like, okay, is Joe Gillespie playing linebacker and not just just not playing line- Like, he's not playing linebacker. And that's you know, again, I hate to blame execution. Johnny Hodges is a great run-fitting linebacker. The more the teams put him into space, the more chaotic he becomes.
0: I, I would take everything you just said and also apply it to Jamoy Hodge. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like... Especially I, without the worse. stabilizing because... presence
1: that's D. Winters. Um, those yeah. two are very well suited for like a 4-4 defense in 1993. Um, they would have maybe...
0: Kicked so much ass on the 86
1: Bears. They would okay, have fit right in. I'll even go more recent. Johnny Hodges would have had a better season than Monty Teow at Notre Dame. Uh, but, <laughs> but as it turns out, it's, we're all living, Grant. All we can do is the best with what we have in the time period that we are. Um, the linebacking it's it situation.
0: Eternity begin, begins anew each day.
1: <laughs> the linebacking situation is not great just from depth and from style. I don't think any of them are necessarily bad linebackers. I think. No. Both of those guys are not super well-suited to the role that they're playing, especially with D. Winters learning what does this swing position look like this year as well. I think that's spreading a little thin. With D. Winters out and Shad Banks in, there's going to be a lot less margin for error in this defense.
0: We'll get to this on Wednesday, but um, just take everything you just said and just think about an offense that has B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson.
1: And someone who likes to... Someone who Use knows what he's doing backs. with two running backs. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: um, Parker, yeah. Do you have any other thoughts about the TCU defense or the Texas Tech game as whole?
1: Well? We, we should also talk
0: about um, face mask gate. If you're if you're up for let's, it,
1: let's save the nonsense for the end. Um, Dylan Horton, three three pressures, no sacks. Um, Demonic Williams again, another game where he pushed the run game out. Um yep. But a lot of TCU's problems in the run game were very similar to the Kansas game, where it was over pursuit. And missing tackles in the second level, I think that this front three is quietly playing really well. Um, I agree, and I, I think they're coalescing. Yep,
0: yeah, I've been really pleasantly surprised by Dylan Horton. I think I kind of ran him down in um, in the preseason, like, oh, like, he's like your edge guy. He is, he is done well.
1: Um, uh, and 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 someone else we need to say, Terrell Cooper is like the most boringly good player. Like, it's so. He's he's playing a role where it's like, hey, you're going to be like the inside of the tackle and the guard. You're not going to get a lot of tackles. You're not going to get your name called a lot. But he's playing an amazing role for this team. He's very boring. He had a uh, almost a 70, 70 grade on, uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah. So I, I just want to yeah. say his name more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, can we get to the nonsense now? Or do you want to?
1: Yeah, let's get to the nonsense because I think we'll, we'll address a couple of things. Yeah.
0: Okay, so face mask gate, yeah, absolutely was not a face mask. Um, I think on that drive, Texas Tech had three penalties, personal foul penalties. One was the face mask that didn't it didn't it didn't happen. Fair enough. One was a horse collar that also could have been a late hit out of bounds that absolutely happened. The other one was a yeah, pass so interference in the, the court ho- of the
1: end zone. The horse yeah. collar was fifteen either way non-disputable. Yes. It was either a horse collar or it was a light hit. Take your pick. I don't care if they they messed it up. Sure. um, I'm sure whatever it was dumb. It was a dumb hit that was flagged rightfully. Um, Completely correct call. uh, Face mask. I would have hated it. If it happened to me, I'm not going to like defend it. I am going to say if you, one, looking at the clip in slow-mo, like they don't review stuff like that. So looking at the clip in slow-mo and seeing like, oh, his hand was on his face mask and then it brushed off and it's moved. What the referee saw was hand on face mask Max Duggan's head turned like I get why he threw it. I'm not saying it was a good call or whatever, but that's not the injustice of the century that a referee saw hand on face, mask in real time from yards away, saw hand on face mask head turns through the flag. Not an injustice.
0: Yep. Yep. And the pass interference in the corner, I I think the biggest gripe about this was that it took like 10 seconds for a referee to throw a flag. There was a lot of hand fighting on both ends. Um, That call could have gone either way. It was a 50, 50 call and the quarter judge made a mistake by not calling anything. Yes. Um, I think it so was KBS on his to...
1: part. He made a decision yes. and his, his partner didn't agree and they, they messed up. They messed up on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But um, it, it also might've still been past interference. Sure. Like, Grant, uh, yeah. Like it, it, it might have, it's disputable. I'm, I can be like, Hey, yeah, I'm bad at that call. It wasn't like, Oh, Irving, you know, the offices over in Irving phoned in and said, Hey, do this um right what happened on the other you know 70 plays that texas tech's defense ran against TCU, especially those 35 in the second half right like texas tech has done exactly nothing different happened to texas tech than has happened to them the last three weeks in a row where yes. they just met, i guess two weeks because they beat west virginia um they just they melt and they don't have a lot of depth and they don't have a strong identity and they don't have the guys they want right now one thing goes wrong and they melt i mean sure 81 okay at that point grant TCU goes up 20 to 17. What does Texas tech do? Um, I think they turn it on downs, and and then they run that stupid Donovan Smith play and they turn it over on downs at their own 36. So TCU three play touchdown. Yep. Texas tech. What do they do? They come out and they go first down three out and then they run fourth and four Um, TCU scores a 45 yard touchdown. So I don't think the referees had anything to do with the fact that TCU had 14 points on 79 yards total in those two drives.
0: No, the referees were not in Zach Kittley's ear saying, hey, run the speed option with Tyler Shook. I effing dare you. Um,
1: maybe they were. I mean, TCU's, if this season doesn't matter, maybe they're just doing, you know, maybe runs. they were on
0: second thought. Parker, TCU's <laughs> not an O. Let's talk about some teams that are not 9-0 which is uh, 127 FBS teams, I believe. I think that's about right. We're going to start with the Tennessee Volunteers. You lost 13-27 to to Georgia. Parker, I watched all of this game. Uh, Georgia is a much better team than Tennessee, full stop. Yeah, saw some tweets today.
1: Um, Georgia ran 23 plays in the second half, and three of those were passes, and those passes averaged 10.5 yards per attempt. Um, Georgia could have won this game by Fifty and just didn't care to. Um, Stetson Bennett's going to win the Heisman. He is. I'm going to tell you right right now. It's going to be. It's. I mean, if if he keeps putting it in the vicinity of athletes and they're making these plays, like I mean, that's great. Like he is calm, cool, collected. Good for him. Yeah. Um, I would love for someone to draft Stetson Bennett very high. Um, I'm rooting for Stetson (laughs) Bennett to be a first round draft pick. It would be very funny. Grant, do the Houston Texans have more than one first round draft pick? They have two in the and the, the, the top six as of now. Can I sell you on a vision? Davis Mills, but he has a championship ring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I hate this so much. Just draft Bryce Young. Just <laughs> get it over with. Um, uh, I'll pivot real quick. Actually, no. We'll stand undefeated at last. Clemson loses to Notre Dame 35-14 to in a game that was not as close as the scoreline indicates. Uh, Clemson straight up might be uh, just... Purely good and not pretty good.
1: Clemson is uh, edge of a knife. You step one way or the other, it goes really bad. Notre Dame's rushing offense has not been good at all this year, and they rushed all over Syracuse, and they rushed all over Clemson, who has been a very good rushing defense. I know Clemson had a defensive end out. But also, dude, the defensive end wasn't playing offense all season. Like this is awesome. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: if you want to talk about QB mismanagement, uh, what Davo is doing with uh, kay Klubnik and uh, and DJ is insane. Um, Ooh, he's basically it's, it's, just ruining Cade's confidence, like every like game by game. It's unbelievable.
1: Yes, and he's not even. I mean, he's bringing in Cade in terrible situations when DJ is on the brink, and then Cade is just falling apart but like even in the Syracuse game where they came back the only thing that Cade did was got hit out of bounds and extended a drive so that Will Shipley could score touchdowns. Yeah. so they came back and won like if DJ's your guy dude you Cade Cade going in can't be on the table can't happen no no um maybe. so yeah i think that's real dumb uh you know there there's a, a a coordinator uh who just got fired as a head coach in South Florida that could come back <laughs> come come up and help Dabo maybe so
0: If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one. We're going to pivot to the Bay 12 real quick. Baylor 38, Oklahoma 35. Got to be honest, didn't watch this game, but Squirrel Williams had 192 yards and two touchdowns. And Oklahoma's defense still sucks.
1: They can't tackle. They absolutely can't tackle. And Grant, um, Baylor had two scores off of interceptions that were short fields, 10 points total. And Oklahoma still had the ball with a chance to win this. So, um, Baylor had like an amazing, absurd circus rushing game and still barely eked out a victory there. I think that's interesting.
0: Yeah, and probably both well for TCU. Oklahoma State 16, Kansas 37. We talked about it earlier. Oklahoma State's hurt, but the Kansas Jayhawks are bowling, and that's fun as hell.
1: Are you prepared for Kansas to lose to a MAC team in Dallas in the thunderstorm on December 26th or whatever that game is? The Armed Forces Bowl? Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: I, I can't wait for, I don't know. What we'll MAC teams are eligible? Okay, after, can I be? Zachary, can can I, I be positive?
1: Actually, um, yeah. no. Uh, That's a that change. will be. That will probably be Buffalo. Okay. Um, Lance Leipold
0: gets a re, or not Lance? No, he's a Kansas. Sorry, that was tough. oh yeah. no know, actually, no, Lance okay. Gets a I'm interested yeah. in
1: that. That's positive. Yeah. That's fun. I was also going to say, give me Kansas versus Missouri in the Liberty Bowl. That's like two kind of bad teams. Ooh. But Kansas has a great offense, and Missouri legitimately has a great defense. That would be fun.
0: And they hate each other. That would yeah, be fantastic. Yeah, uh, Iowa State 31, West Virginia 14. If you watch this game, my apologies. Uh, Neil Brown is not long for this world. There we go.
1: Grant, you know who's interested in coming back home?
0: We'll get to him. Don't just, worry. Pretend,
1: just pretend that like the last 10 years never happened, and it's a really good idea. <laughs> We'll get to he, him. He had a clause in Arizona that said if he left for the West Virginia job, again, it would be a reduced buyout. That is in his in his literature at Arizona before he um, did some things. Arizona? <laughs> Who are you talking about? Rich Rod. Oh, I was talking about Jimbo. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Jimbo's not as funny as Rich Rod in this situation for me. Um, no, no, no. Oh, I think strong Rich, disagree. I think Rich Rodriguez legitimately wants to come back. I think it would be amazing. I think. Jimbo's I mean, again, looking for a- pretending the last ten years don't happen. Jimbo's not getting bought at. That's not happening. That's not happening. Pretend the last ten years didn't happen for Jimbo. Now they hear no there. Okay, Texas thirty four, Kansas Wait, State twenty seven. A- no, you erase his natty if you do that. You have to take the last ten years. Okay, fine. The last
0: eight years for Jimbo. <laughs> the
1: last eight years. <laughs> we
0: don't, <laughs> don't have a Heisman quarterback and a six four receiver who could run a booster out. He ran the Pro Wells play to a national champion. That's not a unit there. Texas thirty four, Kansas State twenty seven. Um, we'll get to this on Wednesday. I, I'm very terrified of Texas. For being honest,
1: okay. So if we're gonna do high level stuff I- initially, um, Julius Prince, who's a very good cornerback and gave TCU hell, got tossed on the second play because uh, again, very similar to D Winters' thing. wasn't a bad hit. Was just you went high and on a defensive receiver and they're going to toss you like that's just going to happen. Dumb hit. He went out. So that definitely changes the equilibrium of what that Kansas state defense can do. I will say they had every shot for this and Chris Kleiman just didn't seem interested in saving the clock. I don't, I don't really understand that. Um, And uh, uh, you know, Adrian Martinez, I think gets unfairly maligned for his um, turnovers and really he was just in a very bad game script there. And it's like, yeah, man, if you're, you know, have to get 40 yards or whatever, and you drop back, they're they're, they're going to come after you. So, Yeah. Uh,
0: Alabama 31, LSU 32. Parker, listen, we talk all the time about what actually matters, what actually doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the goal for any college football team is to make the college football playoff. This game paved a way, a pretty clear way, for TCU to win out and make the college football playoff without any hassle whatsoever.
1: We're canceling the podcast. Um, TCU controls our destiny. That's fair. That's true. There you go.
0: That's what I want to say. Also, uh, I hate Brian Kelly. Uh, hell of a coaching job in his first year.
1: Yes. Okay. Although, do not let people gaslight you into him being like, oh, we're going to trust our team, whatever. He pissed away the Florida State game. Oh, yes. For that exact yes. thing. And sure, he learned whatever, but don't let him sit there and tell you, like, I trust my guys, whatever. It's like, no, you got burned. And now you're behaving... No,
0: no I, no, I I, completely agree. I'm just saying. Sorry, um, yes. <laughs> that's what we're apologizing for on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Syracuse lost. I'm trying to get other ranked games. Uh, Illinois lost to Michigan State 23-15. That must have been the most boring game of all time. North Carolina State peak wake. Other than that, Parker, I think that's about it. I, I, I think... The script is clear. TCU just needs to follow it.
1: I mean, yes. TCU needs to win. Okay, so let's go Let's go micro, macro, whatever. But like, if TCU beats one of Texas or Baylor, I think if they just beat Iowa State, they're in the Big 12 championship. All they have to do is win one more game, and they're in. They end. just have to win one of three. So that's cool, yes. right? That's yes. what I'm focusing on. I think that my goal is TCU splits Texas and Baylor and beats Iowa State. That That is something that I think is definitely in reach. I do not expect them to win back-to-back games on the road against Texas and Baylor. Don't I don't expect it.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, we'll get to that.
1: We'll take it game
0: by game. Hey, hey, we're on to Cincinnati, you know, as the saying goes. Um, I don't remember where that originates from. Oh, by the way, Parker, you know what I found out? Do you know where the Hypnotoad originates?
1: Futurama. Yeah, I found that out today. Oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, oh, okay. I, I knew that. So people are trying to mansplain the hypnotode, but I was like, I've been to TCU game before and I've seen it like during the you know, during the field goal or something. They like yeah. put it up or whatever. But evidently this year they're going crazy with the hypnotode. So oh, like, yeah. I didn't understand for a little bit because I haven't been to the Carter yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's that's all fun and well and and kind of interesting. Um, I think Grant, in a couple of last minutes here, can we just say like uh, I'll be a little salty. Congratulations to Texas Tech Twitter for their offseason. Um, great performance. And uh, it didn't, didn't really matter, <laughs> ultimately. Um, I was DMing a little bit with Brian Carrington this weekend, and he was just like, yeah, it feels pretty good, pretty great.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you saw Don Williams of the Ludwig Avalanche Journal uh, rank TCU the lowest of any AP poll voter this week. Uh, yeah, but
1: to be fair, he's been doing that a lot. So, like, I don't even – yeah. He he has a low opinion of them and 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 keeps rating them low. So I'm not going to penalize him for like, hey, you thought they were worse than everyone, and then you've kind of moved people up. I'm not uh, going
0: to penalize him for that. I'm going to penalize him for not tweeting during the game. Uh, past the point where Tech took a 17-7 lead, or yeah, whatever it
1: was, he disappeared and then didn't put and Joey McGuire's Twitter uh, comments on on Twitter, which is interesting as well. So, yeah. um. Journalist drama is what people subscribe to the purple theory podcast for. That's that's what what keeps my blood pumping Parker. Uh, Um,
0: (laughs) Let's, let's call it here. Parker, this has been the purple theory podcast. My name is Grant McGalliard. You can follow me on Twitter at Grant McGalliard. It's felt like it sounds with all those vowels. He's Parker Fleming. He's at stats of war. He's on the bet. U.S. Show, which airs Tuesday and Wednesday at what times? Noon central. Noon central. I I was going to say that. I couldn't remember. Um, Parker, TCU is 9-0. They're likely going to be ranked number four on the college football playoff. It's pretty fun, man. Go Frogs.
1: Go Frogs.